the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. Under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III, Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. Who can really know the mind of God? And even God himself on certain occasions, he says, I don't even know that the answer to that is in the will of my father. And he says, look, some things he'll tell us, it's not even for you to know. So some things we're not even going to know. So James says, look, stop bragging, stop boasting, stop taking on to yourself the planning and the authority and the control as if you are in control. We're not in control. Your plans are uncertain. Your days are uncertain. You don't even know if you're going to live tomorrow. And that has proven itself out time after time after time after time, person after person after person after person. People we expected to be at Christmas dinner were not at Christmas dinner because their plans did not meet the will of God. And we didn't know the will of God because the will of God was unknown to us. And so it played itself out. And that's why James comes back and says, now this is what you ought to do. You ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live. Do this or that. Notice what he says here. You, you ought to say, first of all, if the Lord wills, we shall live. Because you, that's not even guaranteed. Life is not even guaranteed in the form of days down here. That's not even guaranteed. But we ought to say, if the Lord wills, if the Lord allow me to live, then... We can do this or that. James speaks so clearly to help us understand that we are not in control. That God is sovereign and that he is in full control. I don't know if the plans I put on paper are going to ever come to pass or not. But I should put them under the will of God. I don't know if my tomorrow is going to come or not, but I even have to put my days under the will of God. And look, I don't even know all of what God has plans. So I'm acknowledging even the will of God is uncertain to me, but whatever the will of God is, I'm okay with that. So instead of boasting in your plans, you ought to be believing in the God who holds the plans. The final movement of the text, not only is there the uncertainty of our plans and the uncertainty of our days and the uncertainty of the will of the Lord's will, but finally there is the certainty of our sin. Look at verse 16 and 17. It says, but now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. 
Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. James closes this whole thing out. And it, if you don't stay in the context, it almost sounds like he just added that on. But it, it's not an add-on. It's, it's a part of the, the flow of what he's talking about. This person that he says, come here, listen here. You who say this is what I'm going to do. You who are bragging about all your plans and you don't even know what tomorrow will hold. You don't even know your life is but a breath and a vapor. He says, come, come here, I want to tell you something. He says, you boast in the arrogance about what you're going to do and you boast in your planning. But listen to this. All such boasting is evil. It kind of knocks you back on your heels, doesn't it? Maybe you never even thought about it that way. You never thought about the plans you make without the counsel of God and without submission to the will of God. It's evil to do so. And he says, in our confident planning without the counsel of God, boasting in what we shall do without submission to the one who is in control of everything, by the declaring of our plans, if we were in control and not that we are in control and not God, he says, this is evil. This is certainly sin. When you're boasting in the arrogance of your plan, not just some of the boasting, all of the boasting is evil. All of our arrogance and our planning, apart from God, he says is evil. He says, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, now that I've helped you understand that planning with arrogance and declaring your plans with arrogance without the counsel of God, without the submission to God, without the surrender to God, without understanding the sovereignty of God, without acknowledging the will of God, all of that is evil. And if you decide I'm going to keep on doing it, he says to you, that's sin. Now you know what's right from wrong as it relates to this. He says now, if you decide... To do it, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him, it's sin. I tell you, as I read through this passage and I began working through it, I, I never really thought of it that way. It never really dawned on me that all the plans that we lay out, all the things that we have anticipation of, all the calendar events, all the, all the stuff, it never really dawned on me. For the person who does not have the attitude that these are just plans. There's no uh, authority in the plan apart from the will of God. That's why it's so important for us to get this if the Lord wills. And not just to run around saying it because it, for one it starts to become annoying if you're saying it about everything but it's more than like I said it's more than just saying it it's living it it's living out God I'm okay if you change my plan God I'm okay if it doesn't go the way I thought it would and God whatever it is that you have planned I'm okay to follow that plan even when you decide to change my plan to change the direction to change the time I'm okay with that. And I'm not going to get twisted. I'm just going to be flexible to move in whatever direction, Lord, you say move. So in light of this passage, before the year ends, if the Lord gives you tomorrow, here's some of my suggestions for you. 
I'd say plan on changing the way you make and declare your plans. Let's start there. Let's start changing the way we, one, make our plans because we need to consult with God about making them. And two, about declaring them. Am I declaring my plans with my own arrogance or am I declaring my plans in hope that the Lord's will will be fulfilled? Either way, I'm okay with it. Plan on submitting to the sovereignty of God. When we plan and our plans don't come through and we get all angry and upset and mad about it, basically what we're saying is, God, I'm mad at you because God is the one who is sovereignly controlling the universe. God is the one who's controlling COVID virus. God is the one who's controlling what's happening all around us. And so our anger is really becomes directed at God. And so plan on submitting to the sovereignty of God. Plan on practicing and appreciating the brevity of life. Realize that tomorrow is not promised to you. We don't even know what tomorrow will hold. Even as I'm standing here right now, I don't even know if I'm going to make it to the end of this message. But listen, even if I said it in my mouth, if the Lord wills, but I'm not living it out in my heart, it's empty. It's an empty thing. And so what James is trying to get us to, he's trying to move every Christian, every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, all the 12 tribes scattered all abroad. He's trying to move us to a place where we are living in submission to the sovereign God who's in full control. He's trying to move us to a place where we're okay if God decides to go another way. He's trying to get us to a place where we are following God and not trying to lead God. And there is a difference. There's a difference in following God and trying to lead God. If you and I went into a, a woods, and let's just say you've never been in these woods before, but I, I'm in them all the time. Well, if you jump out front and you start leading, and you don't know where you're going, high probability is you're going to get us both lost. But if I know where I'm going and I say, follow me, there's going to be some periods of time along the way as we walk through the woods that you're going to be questioned, where are we going? And this seems like it's getting kind of tough and why we got to walk through this briar patch and how come we got to go through this thicket? Couldn't we have just walked around and gone through the easy way? But what you don't know is that if we had gone around the easy way, there's a cliff on the easy way that you would have fallen into a cliff. So I've got to take you through the hard way. I'm trying to talk to somebody. I know you would rather have gone according to your plans, but God had to take us through the thicket because he knows better than we know and we just have to be okay with going through the tough times and going through the hard places that God takes us through. We've just got to trust that his will is better than our plan. And so let's keep following God. And there's some today, perhaps. You have plans for this and you have plans for that and all of your plans, none of your plans in your mind's eye 
have gone according to what you had. I'm talking about your life. Your life is a mess. And all the things you said you were going to do, none of them have come to fruition. And everything you seem to try seems just to fall apart. And every relationship you get into is just a mess. And that just seems to be the story of your life. And you've been, you've been trying to live your life as if you were in control. And life is proving to you, you need help with your life. And so I want to encourage you today, even in light of this passage, even in light of this sermon, if the Lord wills, I want to encourage you to give your life into the hands of the Lord. Let the Lord take control of your life because obviously you controlling it hasn't worked out too good. So put your life in the hands of God and give him control of your life. Now, here's the deal. You still have no guarantee of the day-to-day down here. But when you give your life to Jesus, there is a guarantee of your eternal destiny. And that is that you will spend eternity with God and that he will keep you in perfect peace. He will will keep his hands on you. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. And he'll, watch this, whereas you've been trying to work things out, he'll work the things out for you. Because he already did all the work necessary for you to live a full, meaningful, and abundant life. Pastor, what are you talking about? Well, the reason why we struggle in this life, the reason why we have to deal with hell in this life, the reason why the demons are still having authority in our lives, the reason why the devil still has dominion over our lives is because we belong to him until we give our life to Jesus. And as long as we belong to him, he's going to do what he wants to do with our life. And because he is the author of confusion, because he is the father of lies, because he has nothing more than to steal, kill, and destroy, that's what he's doing with your life. But Jesus Jesus came. Help me, God. He came, and we just celebrated his birth, but he came into the world to live a perfect life, to fulfill all the the law, and he did just that. And then he allowed the creation to crucify him on a cross. He died the death that you and I deserve to die. He died on that cross, shed his blood, was buried in the tomb, but on the third day, got up with all authority in his hand, all power in his hand, and he's seated right now on the right hand of God, praying and making intercession for you, praying to the Father for you, praying that you would make the decision to give your heart and your life to him. That's the Lord's will. The Lord's will is that we would all be saved and that none would perish, but that all would come to the saving knowledge of the Lord. If the Lord's will, there is the uncertainty of our plans, the uncertainty of our days, the uncertainty of his will many occasions but we know his will is for you that your sin because that's certain there is a certainty of our sin we are sinners and we are sinners that are in need of the grace of God and his grace is available to you so while you still have an opportunity I invite you today give your heart your life to Jesus If you're looking for a church home, we still would love to have you unite with us. You can connect with us 
Call us, email us, text us, give us your contact information. We'll get you into the new members' classes. You can connect with us. We'd love for you to unite with us. However God is speaking to you today, respond to the will of God. It is his will for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the word of God today. Thank you for challenging us in this text, if the Lord wills. Perhaps, God, we're guilty. We've fallen short of living in surrender and submission to you. Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying that for that man, that woman, that boy, that girl who has not surrendered their life to you because we know this is your will. That today would be the day, God, that they would break free from the enemy. That they would break free from the devil and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. I no longer have a desire to live a life that displeases you. Come into my heart. Save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. Father, I'm yours. I need you to save my soul. And God, as they pray that prayer, as they whisper those words or any semblance thereof, God, I pray you would hear their heart and that you would respond to their call today. Save them by your amazing grace. Cover them with your blood. Wash their sins away. Others, God, are in need of you today. They're hurting. They're broken. They're in pain. They're in despair. The year has beat them on the right side, on the left side. They've lost loved ones. They're suffering with disease. Children, problems, marriage problems, family problems, job situations, finances a mess. God, so much is going on in the midst of your people's lives. And I pray, God, this morning in the name of Jesus, that by your power, God, you would move on their lives. God, that you would heal the sick of their infirmities. God, that you will remove the tumor by the hand of the physician. God, that you would turn around the doctor's reports where the doctor said no. God, we pray that you say yes. Spirit of the Lord, we're praying for that emotional healing this morning. For Father, someone, their emotions are all over the place. They're a wreck today. They've been crying night after night. They're in despair. They feel anxious. God, they, that anxiety is ruling and reigning their life. God, I'm praying for peace in their hearts. Let the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, let it guard them. Let it keep them. Father, I pray for that brother, that sister whose, whose child is in trouble pray with them. I pray for them, God, that you would intervene. 
that you, Lord God, will remind them that their children, their child is in your hands. You'll keep them. You'll protect them. Spirit of the Lord, so much hurt, so much grief, so much pain. Father, rock your children today in the cradle of your arms. Wipe the tears from their eyes, God. They're missing their loved ones. They're missing their fathers, their their mothers, their brothers, their sisters. God, they're missing their grandmother, auntie, uncle. They're missing their friends. God, wipe tears out of their eyes. Help them, Lord Jesus, to keep living in expectation of the hope you've placed inside of them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up the body of believers. I lift up the listeners of Kettering Baptist Church Ministry. I lift up, God, every pastor who struggled through this year to keep preaching when it seemed like things were getting worse. I lift up every man of God. I lift up every woman of God. I lift up every servant of God who kept pressing on in the midst of difficult times. I I lift up every nurse. I lift up every doctor. I lift up everyone who works in the medical profession, every scientist who's working, everyone, God, who's working. I lift them up, every police officer, every firefighter, every first-line responder. I lift them up before you, God, because they need you, Jesus. It's not enough just to be called a hero or a shero. No, they need you, Jesus. They need you. So we lift them up before you, God, and we pray your favor upon them. Pray for this country in which we live. We pray for the world that's going through all kinds of turmoil. Nations still arguing with nations, spying on one another, contriving against one another, still nations being shut down, still pandemic is spreading, still there's issues and concerns. Lord, still problems in the White House, still problems in the Congress, problems in the Senate, problems in the street, problems in the governor's house, problems in the church. God, we need you. So, Spirit of God, here we are crying out have mercy Jesus have mercy on these your children be be God all by yourself do what you will let your will be done let your way be accomplished and let your children be all right with whatever your will is. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministries of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. 
We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title and broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Buca Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Beginning Sunday, January 2nd, 2022, the new service times for adult Sunday school, new members class, and young adult power hour will be 8.45 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. The new service times for in-person worship service, children's church, and nursery will be 10 a.m. Continue to connect with us in person or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.